0: College is tough, sports are tough, both have you mentally and physically drained from a long day. Imagine taking on both of those commitments. Hello everyone, I'm Gabby and welcome to Still Figuring It Out, the show where we talk about life and try and figure it out. This episode, I'll be figuring out what it's like to be a student athlete in college. Today, I'm joined by two guests. First, we have Luke Keister, who plays baseball for Shenandoah University and is majoring in media and communications.
1: Hello, you wonderful, amazing people.
0: And next we have Paige Eagleton, who plays softball for Shenandoah University and is majoring in biology and public health. Hi, everybody. I'm actually really excited for this episode. <laughs> if Are you, you couldn't tell, we were to... No, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're excited.
0: Yeah. What sport do you play and how long have you been playing?
1: So, I play baseball and I've been playing the sport for 16 years.
0: So, you were...
2: How old? I was
1: three years old whenever I started. Good old T-Ball days in Grottos, Virginia.
2: <laughs> I started playing when I was in sixth grade, so not nearly as young, but I've been playing ever since. I fell in love with it. So.
0: And what made you decide to continue in college?
2: always loved it, and I don't think that I'll ever stop.
1: From a young age, I really had aspirations of playing college baseball, and uh, that's just something that stuck with me through it all, through everything and my love for baseball, and.
0: Would you ever go pro?
1: I mean, if I got the opportunity to, I absolutely would.
2: What about you? Same. Definitely.
0: How did Shenandoah being a D3 school affect your decision to come here or continue playing at all in college?
2: I would say that I fell in love with campus before I ever decided that I was going to play in college. Playing in college was definitely a goal, but it wasn't a necessity moving forward for me. So, after seeing campus, after meeting professors, after... Like being accepted to the honors program, I started talking to the coach and we just kind of kept rolling from there. Do you think it would be different if if we were like D2 or D1? I doubt it Um, because I have yet to find a campus as gorgeous as ours.
1: Honestly, Shenandoah being a division three didn't really affect my decision at all. They're one of the top schools in the country. We were ranked number two last year in uh, the national polls. You know, they have a long history of winning and I'm all about winning, I stepped on campus. I was ha- having a baseball visit, and it was my like fourth or fifth school, and I have been playing baseball with a lot of guys from Shenandoah, and I loved all of them. I played with most of them over the summer for the last four years, this year being my fourth. And I spoke with Coach A, got on campus, and as soon as I got here, I just, I, like Pedro was saying, I fell in love with it, and I love the people here. I love the vibe, and it felt like home, so that's why I decided I'm gonna be playing here.
0: So we said if you could go pro, you would. But if you don't, do you plan to continue your sport after college?
1: Are you saying, like, playing or just somewhere in general with the sport?
0: Like in general.
1: Yeah, so with my major, media and communications, I'm also minoring in sports management. So, again, like baseball, I'm not going to say it needs to be a necessity in my life, but it is a big part of my life. So with what I want to do in the future being potentially – You know, a broadcaster, analyst, reporter, sports writer. I'm definitely still going to be wrapped up in baseball. And, you know, if nothing like that works out, I I would love to coach. And because I just have a passion for the game and it's taught me so much in life. It's it's very humbling. And that's something I feel like correlates to life.
2: Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. With my major, I'm definitely going down a different route, not directly into sports the way that Luke is, but I can't really imagine what my life would be without somehow still being involved with the game, and I don't know if that means coaching younger kids. I don't know if that means just being involved and watching the sport, so I'm not really sure where I'm going with it, but I'm pretty positive that it'll remain in my life in some manner. How do you balance athletics and academics? Time management is everything. (laughs) It is everything. My coach is horrendous at putting together a practice schedule. So we live on the day-to-day. But managing classes always has to come first for me. So I make sure that every single day there is time for homework and then there is different time for softball. Whether it be two hours straight or it be 30 minutes, several times throughout the day. There has to be time for both things and every minute is scheduled. Google Calendar is the key.
1: (laughs) So for me, whenever we're on our visits and everything and whenever we finally enroll, he talks about how he values you as a person first, student second, and then player so we definitely take academics very seriously he tries to make us make sure we are the best student we can possibly be some guys are like you know ab students and others are just a little bit lower than that but he goes based off the person so for me being a higher academic uh player on the team he expects more on me and especially with my major rather than you know i don't even know but it's just it's different but with that, though, I take school very seriously. And at the beginning of our semesters, they'll send out a doc where we log all of our hours, all of our classes, and basically how we're going to run throughout the semester. And kind of like Paige was saying, we have a practice. So we have a pretty set practice plan. Uh, he likes to give us an overlook of the week going into it. So like, hey, we'll probably we'll have practice this day, this day, this day, this day. We'll have a meeting this day. Um, and then other things, the more in-depth part of it is day-to-day, but it'll give you an overlook, so it's easy to balance time. But like Paige said, it's all about time management. You have to make sure you eat on schedule, you lift on schedule, you're going to all your classes and everything. It can be stressful, especially as an incoming freshman last year. That was the biggest adjustment. But, you know, being a sophomore now and kind of knowing how this place works, how how the team works, and how everything coincides, it's definitely made it easier just by writing out schedules and saying, I'm going to lift at this time, then I'm going to go eat, then I'm going to go to this class, this class, and make sure I get all my work done at the field. And then I always made time for school at the end of my day. I try to. I'll go to the library for a few hours after being at the field for a few hours, and it works. It honestly keeps you busy. You, go, you wake up, go to class, lift, whatever it is, and you're gone until you come back, so...
2: Yeah. Yeah. And if I can add on to that, I shouldn't say that my coach is horrendous at making a schedule, but we lost an assistant coach over the summer. And so this fall season, we haven't even started yet. So in that manner, our schedule keeps changing, which really isn't my coach's fault. But with that, and also being a weather dependent sport, Mm. we really are waiting on everything. So really like any practice schedule, any lift schedule could change at whim. With that being said, Luke and I have both been balancing being a student athlete for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I would say in that sense, it was kind of an easy transition going from a high school student athlete to a collegiate student athlete. And there is definitely more of a time commitment in college than there was in high school. But it's bo- it's something that we're both used to. And mm-hmm. it was kind of just a normal transition to continue doing this thing.
0: Okay, so you say it's a normal transition, but you said it was quite the adjustment.
1: Uh, It was a good transition, what she was saying. I 100% agree with her. It was just, like she was saying, it was more in-depth when you get to college. It's, like, more time-consuming, and you have to be better about time management. Whereas, you know, you miss a class in high school, you'd be like, oh, I can just make it up the next day, still go to practice. Whereas, if you miss a class here, it's a little bit different. But still, though, like she said, it was a a smoother transition than what it what it would have been if I wasn't playing a high school sport, whereas in college it's just more in-depth. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so I guess the difference is that the responsibility is on you. Absolutely. You are in charge of what you're doing. You're in charge of making sure that you complete the tasks that you need mm-hmm. to. So I would say that would Holding yourself accountable. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how much
0: have you learned about, like, self-discipline because oh. of that? All of it. <laughs>
1: yeah, i'm gonna retweet that one all of it
2: yep especially with scheduling i would say i mean mm. my whole life comes down to time management i feel like mm-hmm. so just being in charge i mean luke said it earlier like practice and class and also eating and making sure that you have time socially even right is it's a lot so all of it
1: yeah just all of it <laughs>
2: How much sleep do you think you get? <laughs> like on a daily basis. <laughs> you want to answer first? <laughs> on average, like probably seven hours if I'm trying to be responsible about it. Mm-hmm. But it's not always a full seven hours. And on the weekends, I might sleep in my everyday once in a while. But like I would say that's probably normal is about seven. Mm-hmm. His is less. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly, because there's just a lot to do in the day. For, like for both of us, there's mm-hmm. a ton to do in the day. Uh, so really at night, it's like a it decompress. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. what did I accomplish today? And then, okay, what do I still need to do? So, absolutely. normally on a good day, like, Paige say more said, than five, it is more okay, than five. Okay. It is more than <laughs> five. I this week was a little bit tougher because I just I was doing a few extra things to help out. Me too. Yeah, it was just yeah. it, this week was a lot, but I absolutely uh. Agree. On average, I'd probably say six to seven hours. I'm proud of you. Ba- <laughs> Thanks, Paige. <laughs> on a bad day, four hours, maybe four or five hours. I can but...
2: confidently say that I've never spent only three hours in my bed.
1: Yeah. Oh, for like, sure. Never. No. Yeah. Absolutely not.
2: Because again, going back to like self discipline, you will know once your body starts running out of fumes. Mm-hmm. Like you will know when you're out of energy, when you need to catch up on sleep. So. Being aware of your body signs is definitely important, and sleep is essential yeah, to that. for sure. So what else have you
0: learned about yourself because of this, like, constant busy schedule and balancing both academics and athletics?
1: I'll go first on this one. I've definitely learned how to be independent and not depending upon – like, my in high school, my mom didn't, wasn't banging on my door every morning like, hey, wake up, hey, you got to go, hey. It's more so me saying now, okay, my alarm went off, I have this much time to eat, I need to go to class. And, you know, there's Sundays you wake up, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go to class. But if you don't go to class, it's, it affects everything. It could affect your grade, it could affect a lot of different things, affect playing time at the end of the day. So one thing I've learned about myself is I've been able to become more independent and in holding myself accountable.
2: Independence, definitely, just because being away from your parents is going to yeah. be different. Definitely confidence, mm-hmm. I would say, just because like you have to just go with your choices. You have to, like, it's all on you kind of thing. Confidence in yourself as a person or as a player? Both. And it's definitely something that I'm still working on, but I think that we all are to a point. I would say as a person, like trusting yourself, trusting that you're doing the right thing for yourself is definitely important. On the field, I would say confidence in, like, my abilities is definitely something that I am working on right now because, like, all the softball is such a fast sport that if you overthink it for a millisecond too long, the opportunity is gone to make a play or to make the hit or whatever it may be. Um, so confidence in making the right choice, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How has being a part of your
0: teams here at Shenandoah affected your life?
2: My team is my family right now, Um, especially being away from home. Um, And, I mean, to be completely honest, I would do anything for them. They are my whole heart. They have it all.
1: One thing Coach A likes to say about whenever you join this team is, like, it's a fraternity and not, like, the party, you know. No, it's, like, it's a brotherhood. It's not just you. It's your family. Everybody's in it now. We're all in this together. So it, it's, like I said, it's a brotherhood. And there's not one thing I wouldn't do for any guy on the roster, whether you're first team All-American or, you know, you're trying to crack a spot on developmental. It doesn't it doesn't matter at all. We're all a team. We all work hard for this one goal. And, you know, those are the guys you spend the most time with. I mean, you're lifting with them probably every three day. I mean, every other day you're, doing speed agility workouts with them you're going to the field with them every day so you're probably spending on average about four to eight hours and sometimes more
2: and then every once in a while see them in class too right and then you're eating (laughs)
1: lunch with them and it's and then you know for us baseball guys we all besides a handful we all live together so like i came to school with my best friend from high school who also plays baseball we're both here playing baseball together so, I mean, you're literally always with one of your teammates. You're never going to be eating alone. You're never going to be at the field alone. It, it You really aren't. So, it's taught me how to be a leader. It's taught me how to listen better and gain perspective, for sure. It's definitely a humbling experience, too, because there's guys like Frankie who have been here for six years now as opposed to me being a 19-year-old going on my second year. So... There's definitely a whole lot of perspectives, and now being a sophomore, being able to help out these freshmen, and like, hey, if you need help, reach out, because anybody in the program will tell you that if you need help, all you have to do is ask, and that's something I feel like we're really good at, and I love these guys, and there isn't anything, there isn't anybody on the team I wouldn't go to war with. So,
2: um, One of our mottos for the team last year was, one sport, one team, one family so i really hope that that continues this year because i feel like that really pulled us together and like made us really realize that hey these are going to be your people you don't have a choice whether you're hanging out with them whether Mm. you like them or not they're (laughs) yours so one family (laughs) what's something your coach has taught you
1: cool man you want to go first you want me (laughs) to
2: there's so many things yeah that's
1: Um, (laughs) it
2: integrity um honesty leadership responsibility respect in so many ways the list goes on and on and on because i truly think that even off of the field she wants each and every one of us to become a better person because of this experience that we have playing in college so i think that there are a lot of times where like you you'll be like oh there's a there's a lesson in this moment that happened but there genuinely are a lot of lessons like whether it be on the field or off the field um we spend time in her office all the time just talking just because. And then on top of that, we'll be on the field talking to her just because. Like, It's a choice and a privilege to be here, so might as well get something out of it.
1: Coach A. <laughs> <laughs> what is something Coach A has taught me? As a player, he's taught me how to move my feet. That's a big thing. If you were at one of our practices, that's one of his favorite words is feet, feet, feet. Uh, that'll be engraved in my mind forever. <laughs> And more on the game is he's taught me how to play the game like wiffle ball, but knowing what we're trying to do and how to execute in certain things. Now, away from baseball, he has taught me how to really be a man. You know, he gives us responsibilities. We are always out in the community. We're always working. He's taught me how to be selfless, and even whenever it's something I might not agree with, it doesn't matter if it's for a bigger purpose. And it's so we have – four different kinds of players in the program. You can be one, two, or three. And within all of those, it's basically, with those three players, they're selfish. At the end of the day, those three guys are selfish. But a four is all bought in and all in on everything. And that doesn't just correlate to baseball, but that correlates to life. Is If you live your life as a four and you learn how to put others first, regardless if you're right or wrong, if you learn to... Respect others' opinions and listen to other people. I mean, you're going to be pretty successful in life. And not only that, he's helped, (laughs) he's definitely helped build my relationship with Jesus because uh, he's a Christian man. He speaks about his faith a good bit and, like, not trying to force on anybody. He's just open about it, which I love. And with that, there's there's times of practice I'm praying because, you know, (laughs) it's very intense. But he does this to see who he can trust. And for me, it's made me look at myself in the mirror. like, am I trustworthy on and off the field? Can he trust that I'm not going to go to a party, get blacked out, drunk, and, you know, get in trouble? Or can he trust that I'm probably going to be in my room studying, working on homework, working on baseball, at the field every day, doing something like that? So he's definitely helped me learn how to be a trustful person, a good man, a responsible man, and a good Christian man. He's definitely helped me in all of those aspects, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, and I think that Luke will agree with me in saying that these are really, really huge role models for us. Absolutely. Um, Like, they are they're taking this leadership role in our lives over something that we care very deeply about. Mm. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that, actually. I agree, <laughs> I agree. What's
0: something that motivates or inspires you to just keep going?
2: Um, this I, – I have a backstory. Um, there was a point last year in the season where we went through our why. And um, the entire team did it. Why are you playing? Why are you here? Because it shouldn't just be – it shouldn't be a selfish game. Um, softball and baseball are not selfish games. Mm-hmm. There is no singular glory. It's always – like, it's a team sport. So we went through each individual person and talked about why you're here, why you want to be on this team, why you want to play softball, what you're working for. And um, a lot of people said, like, very personal answers, like I play for this relative who is no longer with us. I play for this person who's always been my biggest supporter. And I feel like I can relate to both of those, of course. But, like, I really play for the love of the game. My life would be so, so much different without this – part of me and I feel like it's become very integral to who I am today whether it be like life lessons or the time that I spend away from school (laughs) but yeah
1: what motivates me I mean God motivates me because I know without him I I wouldn't be in this situation there's things that I wouldn't be doing without there's nothing I'd be doing without Jesus and honestly absolutely And as you see, like, my tattoos and everything, it all it signifies God. And that's the person who I'm trying to be and who I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do here. And, like, it's bigger than baseball. Yeah, I love the game. Yeah, it's amazing. But I'm not just here to play baseball. I'm not just here to go to school. I'm here to help guide guys and lead them closer to Jesus and just be alive. of the world there. So God definitely inspires me. Secondly, my mom. I love that lady. She's my favorite person in the world and with everything she's had to sacrifice in her life for uh, us four kids so it's like me my little brother and then my two older sisters she has just done tremendous things for each and every one of us and you know her and I spent a lot of time together growing up just because we were always at travel ball tournaments so her and I connected on a much deeper level just because we were always talking about her face we would be listening to podcasts of I don't even know who, but just, like, talking about the Bible, going through devotionals and stuff. So in everything I do, it's like my mom helped me get this opportunity. Like, I wouldn't be here without my mom either. So whenever I'm playing, I think about her a lot because it's like I'm trying to show what kind of man she helped grow up. But, yeah, my mom is definitely another thing that inspires me. And along with my family, I love them all. Again, wouldn't be here without any of them. And then, like Paige says, for the love of the game. This game has taught me especially how to be humble. It has taught me to, you can't really ever get too high. You ever can't get too low because if you get too high, you'll get humble real quick. If you're too low, it's going to be hard to dig yourself out of that hole. And, you know, (laughs) at the beginning of the year last year, I I struggled. I, I was expected to be a little bit better than what I was doing. And I was like, man, just quit and I'm just quitting. I'm going to go be a pastor, which I would never actually do is quit basically. being a pastor. Maybe I've always thought of that. But it's like if you let yourself get too deep into those moments, it, it's just going to be bad. And you're going to go to a dark place and life's going to be miserable. So the love of the game. Definitely motivates me because it has taught me numerous different things, not just about baseball, but about life, about people, about God.
2: (laughs) Last year as a freshman, um, there was a spot at first base that was not filled. And I came in as an outfielder. So for the people listening who don't know, those are very different positions, (laughs) Um, very different skill sets. I was very, very fortunate to be able to be the person that filled that spot. Um, especially when I was not expecting to play at all, because, um, of course, I worked hard for it, but I was not expecting to start as a freshman at all. Didn't even cross my mind coming in to college sports. And it really like it was absolutely awe-inspiring. I am fully faithful that God is the reason that I was on that field. And I, I loved it. Every single moment of it, I loved it. And like as much as I missed being in the outfield, I was like, this is pretty cool. I get to I get to be on the field. I get to play. So I would say that that was another motivator, too, is just to be able to be on the field because that's why you're here. You're here to play. Well, that's why you're here to play softball is you want to be on the field. You're not going to be on the team if you don't want to play kind of thing. About halfway through the season, I dropped fast. I don't know what happened, but it was like I forgot how to play softball there for a little bit. <laughs> and I mean very fittingly my coach pulled me aside and she was like, "Hey, you're not you're not going to start if you're going to keep playing like this. If you're going to keep hitting like this." So, I got pulled um and like that was that moment was absolutely humbling. Absolutely humbling. Because even though I was working hard for it, it was kind of out of my control. And like I said earlier, like softball is a fast game. So, it doesn't take a lot of mistakes just to just to have a coach pull you. So, I would say that was a humbling moment and I mean obviously put in even more work than I was already doing to try and earn my spot back on the field on a completely different note last year there was one of the one of the um, fields that we usually use in the ODAC championship was under construction so um, we got to play our championship tournament at Liberty's field Liberty University down in uh, Lynchburg beautiful beautiful field beautiful facility Um, The weather was gorgeous like it was amazing I guess you just have to keep perspective of the experiences that you get and be able to be grateful and like kind of feel honored that you get to play the way that you do because um, I had a coach in high school who always said like every day that you step on this field is one day closer to the day that you take your last step off of the field so
1: (laughs) that's deep
2: yep So just trying to keep perspective, I guess. I don't know if anything that I just said made any sense because there were a lot of thoughts spouting out of my head. But oh, yeah, that sounds that was good. Yeah. You're going to edit it, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You'll edit it to make sense. But yeah, keeping, keeping things in perspective and realizing how grateful you are for the opportunities that you have.
1: To speak on opportunities and everything as well and experiences, I guess the thing that really motivates me for this year too is LunchBird. I ain't going to lie. Lynchburg, that, that's my motivation this year. So, as you know, uh, if you don't know, or for the listeners that don't know, we went to uh, the ODAK championship this year, and Lynchburg smacked us twice. We had the lead in the second game, and we blew it, and they beat us when we were up 8 nothing. So, that was the start of it. And then we went to regionals, won regionals, uh, a lot of different guys stepped up. It was really cool to see those guys that, you know, were seniors that had never really gotten an opportunity. I think it was Tor it was one of the twins. It was either Tori or Tristan. I'm pretty sure it was Tori Savoya. As a senior, didn't really pitch much ever, played a whole lot on developmental. And then he got the opportunity and he he dazzled. He did amazing Get help us get to that victory to go to Supers. So then we get to Supers. And we're playing at Lynchburg, which we were supposed to play at Shenandoah. And then they switched it two days before we were about to go. Which, granted, Lynchburg definitely deserved to host. Without a doubt. Um, They they had beat us in the regular season. They won the ODAC championship. They completely deserved to host. Now, when we get to Lynchburg, Game 1, we didn't execute. They executed phenomenally, and they smacked us. Now... Throwing out a freshman who's now a sophomore this year, Jackson Sherman, who came in late in the game after a senior. uh, I'm not going to say that, but he basically didn't perform. He didn't perform well at all. And they threw Jackson into the game, and he went five innings, kept us in the game even though we still lost. But again, that opportunity right there and seeing that happen, and then we get knocked out the next day after having to lead going into the eighth inning. And seeing them celebrate multiple times, one being in Richmond and then another being in Lynchburg, watching them be able to punch their ticket to the College World Series and not only do that, but also winning the national championship. That, 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 one, that one stings. So well, we, we got some vengeance coming this year. I know they, they're not living my head rent free, but I know for a fact I woke up every morning and I have this picture of Lynchburg celebrating in Richmond. Oh, my God. Because that is something that is engraved in my mind, seeing all those seniors with tears in their eyes, saying that was their last baseball game they're ever going to play, and they got beat by Lynchburg. And we lost to them four out of the five times we played them. I never want to feel that again. Even as a freshman, seeing these guys in their last game, not being able to get over the hump and get to the College World Series, that... That is just something I, I don't think I'll be able to accept in my tenure here. So that's definitely been a motivation to be a guy this year and help our team get to a national championship.
2: I want to go back towards the beginning when we we're kind of talking about academics and athletics. Mm-hmm. Being a college athlete is completely about balance, completely about balance, because there are a lot of things right now, like in this moment, that are going to be important to you. Your sport, obviously, is important. Your academics are important. Your social life is going to be important. So it's finding a balance between all of those things that makes you a well-rounded person, makes you a a well-rounded athlete. Yeah, that's all.
1: Last thing for me, again, thank you for having us on here. This was so much fun. I would love to do it again if you want to talk or anything. This was awesome. Thank you for having us.
2: Well, that's it for today, folks. I appreciate you listening in. This is Gabby with Still Figuring the, It still Out. Still figuring it out. And this is Paige, Still Figuring It Out. Boom, nailed it. Thank you. And
0: Still Figuring It Out is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I will have another episode out next month. Stay tuned and follow the social media @stillfiguringitout.pod on Instagram.